Canada. Ahoy, mateys. Welcome. Thank oh, you for joining us. Another COVID edition. Yeah. <laughs> Except not. We have other topics. We swear. Yeah. We do. We sprinkle Worst in a little shit extra has been magic. happening. I want to hear about this live concert. Yeah, tell okay. us about your weekend, Brayden. So I, along with, I think, a lot of people in the world, I don't even know the fucking name of it. Watch that concert. Um, One what love. What was it called? I, <laughs> I don't one love that's actually, what it was called i don't know i, I actually have know. no idea what you're talking about it was something about. along the lines but it was basically on every single network and it was it was like a compilation of zoom videos of different artists singing but really big ones like beyonce paul mccartney etc um it was kind of like one of those live aid type things but online um so what were they singing lady gaga organized it i think yeah Yeah. so i i don't think they were specifically raising money for anything but they did raise a lot of money but it seemed geared towards healthcare professionals um because all of them were saying thank you at the end to healthcare professionals anyways to me it was like pretty cringy because it had the awkwardness of online videos i don't mm-hmm. know so yeah. like jennifer like lopez sang a barbara streisand song in a clearly very auto-tuned way which was kind of funny keith rich or keith urban was my favorite because he had three keith urbans he like edited a video so he's like in the middle playing the guitar singing and then another keith urban came from the side and started playing the guitar and then another keith urban came and there were three of him way <laughs> too much fun with video chat I remember when they did the Tupac hologram at Coachella. Oh my god! <laughs> Holy shit, I forgot about that. And it I'm glad ki- that I did. It was kind of funny <laughs> to see both like where they lived or where they're habitating right now. And also, I guess they just told them what to do and they all had their little fun with it. <laughs> like, I don't know. So funny. Yeah, it was, it was very weird. And then Nicole Kidman came at the end of Keith Urban's and like <sighs> hugged the one Keith Urban she liked the best, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so Why was Nicole Kidman there? With they're, Keith they're, Urban. Mar- they're married. <laughs> oh, okay. But I don't know. It was, I it was kind of endearing. At the that. start, I was like, this is so embarrassing. And by the end, I'm like, aw, he's just... I don't know, playing around with his, like, video editing software. <laughs> Alarming size coffee cup, sorry. <laughs> so big. Yeah, that's insane. Oh, is that, like, a triple that's extra That's a large? chess wick of a coffee. It, it's not, because it's, um, but it's an XL, and every time I drink a Tim Hortons XL, XL. Everyone, <laughs> everyone comments on it. Like, strangers will be like, whoa! It just looks so big in your tiny little hands. And, yeah, and this is, I've actually refilled it with home coffee, so this is my second. I don't like the size Congrats. of that. How can you even drink that much coffee in a day? That's insane. I drink, like, one cup of coffee, and I'm like, <laughs> for, like, eight hours. I'm a little, like, desensitized to it, but I do get anxious Anya, <laughs> after a while. how was your week? It's just fine. It's just fine. I learned that we're in peak. Is that true? Are we peaking? Coronavirus? Coronavirus Apparently. style, yeah. Like, uh, we're riding the, the crest. But I've yeah, heard, but... There seems to be... I don't know. This might be anecdotal, but in my my sources, being my mother, <laughs> she said last... I think this was last week, late last week. She said it was the first time she's felt good coming from the hospital um like there's less people or there's tons of people being discharged and she said it's the first time she's felt any like sense of positivity so 
that's anecdotal, but it's something. let's all call our moms our sources, first yeah. of all. But second of all, that is good to yeah. hear. Although when it's they hard. talk about removing the lockdown, I do get a little anxious. Oh, like, for oh, sure. Things are going to go back to normal. Like, I'm not ready for that. And it's also so hard to gauge, too, because there's increasing numbers, but there's also increased testing as well, you know? So it's like, how are we really ever supposed to know? I just heard uh, Doug Ford's mother-in-law has COVID. Oh, that's oh. too bad. It's killing the politicians. Have you guys man. seen Doug Ford's wife? She is a spicy-looking woman. I have I, know, I met her, right and now. she's like I'm gonna see five five two. And when Doug that specific Ford's day, wife. she was wearing leopard tight pants, and then Prada <laughs> shoes. And, like, she has huge boobs and has clearly so much work done on her face. Is she from New Jersey? <laughs> she looks like a lot of Oh, my God. Doesn't, have you seen his fucking daughter? I was going to say, doesn't she do, like, foxy boxing or something like that? Look at this p- photo of their father-in-law. That That's the photo that comes up for their family. <laughs> that's a good... That's like classic showing, old man. Doug Ford showing Ford a photo Senior. of Doug Ford Sr. And he's, like, <laughs> leering backwards. And he's, ex- he's... You can see where he got the redness from. Oh, yeah. To say the least. The redness is passed down through generations and generations. <laughs> the red man... Jenna, how are you? Um, I'm good. Yeah, I actually, I made a very critical decision this week. It it was a big one, but I decided I'm not to go into the swamp of Toronto. Yes, I'm not moving back to Toronto due to the fact that there are not a lot of jobs right now. Um, recession. Yeah. So COVID that was that. recession. Nothing else to report here, though. Ainsley, how are you? Doing good. I finished my first year back at University. Congrats. Congrats. And it's going really well. So I job. know. And I've got like three of my grades back for my courses so far. AAA. So you're a straight A student. Hoping for that. Those next two courses to be A's too, which I'm pretty sure they will be. So sweeping the fucking <laughs> board. <laughs> Did you, Oh, I, I meant to say this back when you were talking about the isolation thing. Did any of you guys see the video of Anderson Cooper interviewing the mayor of Las Vegas? Um, no, I saw that circulating, but I didn't it, actually watch it. it. What it happened? It's it's not funny. It's extremely frustrating. Just his reaction is funny because he is all of us. But she's basically saying she wants to reopen the casinos, which is stupid. And he's just sitting there like doing like a comically like, <laughs> oh, like he's like takes off his glasses and like rubs his face as she like, ju- she talks about social distancing and she's just so like ill-informed and stupid sounding. Anyways, it's a, it's a pretty good watch because you can relate to his frustration. I just love Anderson Cooper too. That guy's fucking awesome. Uh, I have no opinion on who he is as a person, but he is very handsome. He is silver fox. He is what you call a silver fox. Yeah, he's like in the dictionary. (laughs) That's right. He actually has the face kind of of a fox. Like it's angular and cunning. Yeah. It it doesn't get more silvery or foxy than him. Oh, he's a (laughs) Terry Foxy (laughs) silver. He's a yeah. ally. Yeah. <laughs> you pulled it off. Yeah. You pulled it off. <laughs> Couldn't have gone better. Andrew okay. took it home for me. <laughs> All right. Time for the double-double. No more funny business. Mmm. Coffee. 
two of the top trending tweets this week in Canada, in this beautiful country. Uh, hashtag Karen. Like the whole debacle about if Karen is like a sexist thing? Is that what it is? Yes. Oh my it God. was the topic of much contention on Twitter. Hi, I'm from Twitter. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I think that's stupid again. <laughs> Yeah, people there have too much time on their hands so, right now. <laughs> so basically, the Karen meme, for those people that don't know, is Karen's become synonymous with that, can I speak to your manager type kind of middle-aged white woman, uh, right? Is that fair to say? Yeah, yep, that's, that's it. Uh, that's exactly yeah, so, it. <laughs> so people will be like, okay, Karen. Yeah, if you act in a way that's uh, kind of bougie. I say that's silly because also, because there's... There's alternatives to that, too. Maybe Karen's a little more popular, but I think that's more so because it's just so, uh, like, evocative. I don't, I don't, sorry, evocative is the wrong word. But it's just very descriptive. No, it is evocative. It yeah. evokes, like, a yeah. very specific concept. Yeah, but I've, but I've heard the, like, uh, alternatively, I've heard, like, a Kyle is, like, a monster-drinking... Yeah, yeah like a Chad. A Chad, 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 is a Chad exactly. Yeah. And that one's fairly popular, so I don't really think you can't really be like, oh, the popularity of that one is sexist. I yeah, don't, no. Like, and maybe it is, but you can't do anything about it. Yeah, I, I, one of the women that I used to work with, her name was Karen, and she thought it was hilarious because she's like an older woman, and she'd like <laughs> come to work like loaded with all these memes to show me, being like, "Do you understand this one?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it means this," and she's like, oh, "That's me." <laughs> and I'm like, "No, Karens are harmed in the making of these memes. Like, let's just move the fuck on." <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, I agree. I was recently watching Eliza Soul. I don't know her last name. She had a she had a skit of making fun of moms like for a similar reason and I was watching it with my mom and she felt so attacked and it was so funny. Like she looked so embarrassed. She's like, this isn't funny, but it was so accurate. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, no, I don't think it's particularly sexist, but the best reason to stop using it is that it's always like the most annoying people now who use it. Yeah, Like it's always the fucking like, snitchiest little bitches who like, will call right, people Karen. Karen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the same <laughs> and, way like okay boomer was like beaten to the ground. It's just Yeah, not it, funny it was anymore. funny the first time yeah. and only the first time. Like, no, this is complex humor. You are tainting <laughs> it. This is the problem with normies using the internet. Normies. Yeah, normies. so that's funny. We can call sexism just to get rid of the joke. Yeah. I was so also okay the the meme that sparked this uh so it's like got like the most karenist fucking person on it ever it's like a blonde lady who looks like a real estate agent with very outdated hair and it says <laughs> stop saying karen karen is a sexist and racist term equivalent to the n-word for white women calling a woman karen is an attempt to get rid of women's rights to stand up for themselves so i was like okay that's like too retarded like this can't be true so i finally found like the original account that made this and it's totally fucking fake it's some like weird like oh my god it, it, it's a meta karen meme <laughs> <laughs> it was, it's like it was up for less than 24 hours and the other tweets are just as ridiculous they're like stop saying thick this is a xenophobic term that only bad boys use like it's all ridiculous shit and then it says check out my god. instagram page and it's like a toronto-based entertainment company what the anyway fuck? i was just like just trying to stir the pot 
you they're trying down, to just get really. clicks i guess or follows but it was just funny because there was all this like outrage about it they were like no it's not this is what happens when people think blah 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 and i'm like you guys are all getting outraged over like literally a made-up fucking meme sonia i love your investigative processes i know i was like i'm gonna be an investigative (laughs) reporter right now and i just like clicked on the fucking and i think a lot of the people making a big deal of this knew it was fake because they only posted the screenshot of it if you normally you retweet on twitter right and then that way you can like go to the account and see so i was just like oh shit manufactured outrage So in order for us to get popular, we just have to come up with the most ridiculous post and have it go viral. Terry Fox had to Ainsley, I'm going to put you on the case. (laughs) Something like that. Just like an infographic spreading conspiracies. Let's just turn our Instagram into a meme, a Canadian meme account. Guys, we should piggyback off the popularity of that one cat picture from five years ago that went viral. I said that. I was like, we need to harness the viral energy of that photo. We need to find it and go, ha ha, I hear this girl has a podcast now. (laughs) And just like, (laughs) let the Russians come to us. There's this one one photo of Brayden. Like, we took it back when you guys lived in Guelph or whatever, but Brayden's holding a basket, and inside the basket is one of her old cats named Mushu, and I took a picture of Brayden right as Mushu was jumping out of the basket, and it was a little bit of a longer exposure photo, so the cat just looks like an orange, like, rainbow, because it's just, like, the trail of him, his energy, if you will, <laughs> and it went viral <laughs> on the internet on Imgur, and then it went viral on all these Russian websites, because people were like, oh my god, it's Schrodinger's cat, and shit, and it was just... We need to we need to use that to our advantage. Yeah, I forget like it went moderately like it went to the front page essentially on when I posted it and my caption wasn't super funny and then like five years later one of my other friends casually was like, Oh, by the way, I found that picture on a Russian Tumblr and it has like a hundred thousand uh, or whatever they're calling He's fucking there. stealing our valors. Yeah. Yeah. But prick. to be fair, and I'm not going to be able to repeat it because I don't remember it, his caption was much better than mine. So I assisted mm. to his yeah. <laughs> uh, dominant. One of my like creepy paintings is in the back of that photo too. And I was reading like the comments on Imgur once and it's just like so many people being like, no, but guys, wait, what the fuck is that thing in the back? <laughs> like, does what nobody does the else painting see mean? that? That was creepy. It was like a weird like... Ugh, horned thing. <laughs> anyway. What's the next double double? Hashtag 420 day. Hell Where yeah. Is, is this puff, just a 420 pass. thing? Yeah, it was in honor of 420. It was trending because it was oh, okay. the national day of token up. I just didn't know if maybe there was like a, another meaning or something like 420 oh, like day, <laughs> but no, it's just literally like 420. <laughs> yeah. Day Does anyone have any fond memories of celebrating 420 when you I have a terrible memory when um, I was at Melissa's house and we got really high and then remember that year where I just had those like random extreme pains in my side and had to go to the hospital like five times? Oh, yeah. That happened on one of my 420s. And I was just, like, writhing on the floor, shaking. Well, I'll be, like, smoked a bowl. I was the same amount of high I was every day at that time. (laughs) But, yeah, Uh, then I had to go to the hospital. I guess it's not true that that CBD cures all. uh, During 420 in grade 9, I went down by a river. Um, (laughs) 
on lunch. Oh no! And, and smoke weed, and then I fainted. And then I woke up and this like jock bro who we smoked weed with was like feeding me Doritos and was like, just eat these, just eat these. It was horrible. And that fucking sounds awful. Anybody else have horror stories of 420 for us? I had, I don't know if, Keep this, it is on brand. Tra- if this is going to translate, but I like distinctly remember one 420. I feel so stupid saying it. Um, it was back when like I would still get like we weren't allowed to smoke weed so I would be in trouble for it I was in high school and I called my mom and left a voicemail <laughs> of, my, of my location and I was so confident with it and like I hung up the phone after completing the voicemail and I turned around and like all my friends I think saw me through there were yeah. in complete shock they were like you have to delete that message <laughs> that was the worst thing I'd ever heard in my entire life like you could not keep it together you said like a you may as well have been talking a different language and I thought oh god like she may as well just be saying I'm high as fuck right yeah, now 100%. And, you, you and the best like part was alien. You, you hung up and you were just like hell yeah nailed it <laughs> it all happened in slow motion too Brayden just turns around and looks at us yeah, with our little grin and we're all like drunk and you think you're like killing it on the dance floor like you're saying funny shit and the next day everyone's like you were a fucking piece of shit last night and you could not walk i'm like really i remember gliding around like doing pirouettes that always happens with me when i'm drunk and dancing like i know i'm not a great dancer but i'm like yeah it's so much fun dancing all night and then people send me like snapchats of me and i'm like whoa one time in high school my mom was like jamie you need to call home and leave a voicemail uh, tonight and please stay or please say <laughs> supercalifragilisticexpialidocious and my mom said it like oh, as no. a joke for my sister to say and then in the morning my mom and I woke up to the voicemail from my sister and she's like hi mom <laughs> it's Jamie supercalifragilisticexpialidocious see you're not even drunk okay I love you bye and like my mom and I burst out laughing and kept it saved for so long <laughs> that's hilarious do the do the zoomers still smoke weed yeah what are the zoomers again the ones beneath us the new yeah, the ones Ainsley, <laughs> get it together yeah they still smoke weed not as mm. not as high of rates as our generation from what i've read but i was just wondering if the government legalizing it will make it like less um cool you know well people yeah. are too busy taking like selfies now to smoke weed so. That was I'm, such a boomer thing to say. I'm stoked that 420 was in isolation this year because I feel like everyone who actively oh and publicly celebrates 420 are very obnoxious with it. So now they all had to be inside. I was going to say, weed, weed's kind of for losers. Like, for like if people who are proud of smoking weed and, like, make it their identity, it's like... I think no, that's it's too true much. of anything, though. Like, same but, with alcohol or anything. Like, if that's your identity, you're a loser. But I don't think smoking weed makes you a loser. No, obviously, like, smoking weed, otherwise everyone in Canada would oh, be yeah. a loser. We, yeah, but, weed like, culture is dumb. <laughs> yes. That's it sad. also, I don't, it's, like, my least favorite, like, type of person to interact with. Yes, even, like, fucking mushrooms and alcohol. Like, someone who's high, like, their their eyes just become, like, 
void of any like soul or or humanity it's making me laugh to think but sonia what about and it, like, like a disturbs me Chad. it disturbs me way more bad. than when someone's like drunk and being like like i'm a piece of shit i don't know why i just like accept that listening, more than, than a very high person listen, they, jenna listening like to that. someone ramble on on cocaine while you're yeah. not on cocaine you're like <laughs> what not the okay. fuck yeah, what are you saying man dude you know i always knew you had ambition and like i always knew you were fucking cool but you know what like i'm gonna wake up tomorrow morning and i'm gonna start lifting weights i'm gonna fucking do everything that yeah. i said i was gonna do you know you're yeah no, you, you, play ukulele, you play ukulele i play i play the fucking banjo yo Let's we definitely need to make music we definitely need to make music together and i think it's gonna be really good and like you never really see those dynamics anymore between like a girl and a guy both playing string instruments and like you know like i think we both see on the same page here yeah it'd be really good if we jammed it's like, <laughs> no, never. Oh, it's the worst. And everyone's just waiting for their turn to speak. And there's like an air of competition at all mm. times. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's the yeah. Worst. It, it's very disturbing, but still not as disturbing as talking to someone who's high. Really? really? Uh, oh my God. Hard, hard disagree. Hard, 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 hard disagree. That's quite all right. <coughs> <laughs> Let's get into it. Are we talking about the sad shooter now? A sad shooter. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yes. On a more somber note, terrible tragedy in Nova Scotia this weekend. Um, Yeah. So pretty much there was just this dude, dickhead, as Sonia said, who kind of went on a rampage in Nova Scotia. He was targeting his former partner. So his ex-girlfriend, apparently. She survived. He was wearing a police uniform, which was like a legitimate police uniform. So they're still trying to figure out where the fuck he got that. That part is still under investigation as well as how he got the guns because he's not a registered gun owner. Yeah. And he he had, I guess, three confirmed illegal firearms, all different. But his girlfriend, I think it was his current girlfriend. um, And I don't know if these two are separate. There's still like uh, lacking information on whether this ex-girlfriend he was targeting is the same as this other girlfriend, but they're at a party. Then they went back to his cottage. He assaulted and tied her up. She escaped and hid in the woods. And then he began his shooting spree. And then the police found her at 7 a.m. the next morning. And they learned from her that he was likely dressed as a cop and driving a fake cruiser. I was listening to the CBC and they were saying that like 250 police, like RCMP uh, uniforms were stolen in the past, however long. And they don't necessarily know how people acquire them. But when someone retires, for example, they will, like, dispose of them. And maybe they're not being, like, disposed properly or someone tracks it down. Also, um, I used to work at a thrift store and we would get, like, donation bags because people don't think about it when they're doing spring cleaning and shit. They just throw, like, their old uniforms into their bags but like when you work at a thrift store you're supposed to discard like postal service uniforms like any like store uniform like zeller's fucking canadian tire that comes up because people can put it on and like do shisty things you're not supposed to put uniforms out on the floor and some people think stuff like that is a halloween costume so it could have even been at like a thrift store or something um it's interesting just to go over what happened so in that new article jenna was speaking about so they know that he was with his girl so wartman the guy that did it was with his girlfriend at a party and they argued and left um and then he assaulted her back at their house and tied her up and she escaped and then he left their house and went back to the party which is where the shooting took place um and they, I think they found the girlfriend first, and she was the one that indicated to him, to them, that he would uh, likely be dressed up as an officer and uh, imitating an officer. 
What, is, what the fuck? <laughs> um, and yeah, so, and so he did kill an officer, Heidi Stevenson, dragged her behind a car and stole her gun. Um, yeah. They're being they're being kind of tight lipped about the specifics of the in- the incident still. Yeah, they're they're probably they're still, still trying to figure it all out. Yeah, yeah. And there's um there's there's new information that surfaced so that there was a potential hit list. Um, there was a man named Nathan Staples who said he was on he was informed by the police that he was like seventh or eighth on the list. And he said he couldn't guess why he would be among those targeted other than a few months earlier. He had refused to sell Wartman a used police car. Um, so I think that this was he like, he doesn't know why. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, he's like, guy? I have no idea, except I wouldn't sell him this thing that he wanted to he really need. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it and seems as, as though as it's like now, anyone who had, uh, done anything to wrong him in his mind was on this so list. Pretty much what happened is this guy, he went on a murderous rampage over many, many different towns, dressed as a police officer in a cop car, burned five structures down. Um, 22 people were murdered, 23, including himself. There was a standoff with him and police at a gas station in Enfield, I believe. He's dead now. Um, they're still investigating everything. I read the two that the police are still looking for an accomplice that worked with him, not like doing the crimes, but somebody who worked with him to plan it. So I don't know if maybe that'll be information. That's concerning. Uh, What happened with the emergency alert system? There was a botch there. So pretty much it was just like people, everybody who lived in these small towns were were just pretty much criticizing the RCMP saying, um, because there was no emergency alert put out at all during this whole thing. And so everybody's criticizing the RCMP being like, what the fuck? Like, why didn't you put out an emergency alert? But it turns out that like, when they were contacted about putting out emer- an emergency alert, um, like two hours later, the guy was shot. And when he was shot was the time when they were putting together the emergency alert to put out. So they were doing it. Like maybe the rate is something that can be like discussed. But I mean, they didn't yeah. get they did. They were responding to calls at like 1030 p.m. And then this guy was dead by 10 a.m. the next day. I think that... And it's like, it's a small, it's a bunch of small towns dealing with a fucking heinous thing that they've probably, they've never seen the likes of. And they're, they're going to all these places where there's a bunch of bodies burning buildings, people going fucking nuts. It's like these people, they're, they're dealing with this, you know what I mean? They're dealing with it as best as they could. I was wondering if they didn't, yeah, I was wondering if there was, um... If they didn't know whether to tell people to stay home or not, if that was like the point of contention, because if there yeah. was the fire, if he's burning I was houses, like, the skepticism that- around it all was that if the RCMP had time to use Twitter and update their Twitter and Facebook statuses, why couldn't they send an emergency alert to everyone's cell phone being like, don't answer the door because there's a man that's like put like on a shooting spree kind of thing. So they were updating their status and people are and then the premier of Nova Scotia was apparently constantly asking the RCMP, should we send out an alert? Should we send out an alert? And they were like, they've, no. They've said things that are co- like the opposite of that, though. They were like, he wasn't contacting us like nonstop. They had one request from like the emergency services, like whatever, who contacted them at like 10, 15 or something, which is when they were making the emergency thing anyway. I think, like, I think I think regardless though, like when, like when an Amber Alert happens, like when someone when there is a child that has been notified to be missing, they send that out immediately. And I do think that they should have done the exact same thing in the situation. However, given the circumstances, they didn't even know what they were dealing with as like the hours oh. went on. Um, 
I was going to say, is it possible that they didn't want him to be alerted that they were onto him? But then I guess that doesn't make sense if they were updating their Twitter. Yeah, and they yeah, were like, so at 11.32, they sent out a tweet, a twice, a tweet <laughs> that said, stay in their homes, telling people to stay in their homes with their doors locked at this time. And then the following morning at 8 a.m., they sent another tweet saying there was an active shooter situation. Um, and yeah, that telling people to stay home and lock their doors. So I guess they they sent i don't know how dispatch works with social media and emergency alerts with the rcmp but i guess the twitter contingent was like doing their job and then maybe they just had didn't have it set up for emergency alerts or something i i don't know i i'm not I really mean, sure and i mean like they still were doing it and like if you think about it they're dealing with like fires dead people an active shooter impersonating a cop and they were preparing the alert when that guy was shot and they weren't even aware of any of this going on until like 10 30 PM. And by that point they were just showing up to a scene, you know, they don't know that it's an emergency alert kind of thing yet. If they're just showing up to a scene dealing with a scene and they were still looking for, for um, the guy who did it, like in the first scene that they got at and they didn't even know that he left that town, you know, like I get like the merits of using the emergency alert system, like, obviously, that would have been helpful, but I don't, like, really understand the criticism right now for it because it's, like, this all happened in such a short amount of time and they did everything they fucking could and, like, lost some of their own. It's, like, I don't see the merit in criticizing them. It's, like, so many people fucking died. Like, it sucks. I, I hesitate, though. I, I agree with you and I don't necessarily think it's a point of they did something wrong in that they're being blamed as much as like you have to criticize it to change it for the future there uh, of course it, it's difficult to criticize people that have just lost someone but that that's necessary in order to be safer in the future also to say that they were dealing with all this horrible stuff that's kind of exactly the reason you need to put out an emergency alert not that oh we were so busy because it was so horrible it's like yes it was so horrible therefore the emergency alert needs to be put out but again i don't think it's a criticism about who they are as people or anything along those lines it's just that in the future things need to change i just don't know like what even is the protocol for emergency alerts i don't know anything about it like what training do the rcmp get like is there just like a fucking big red button in their headquarters that they're like Poof! like what are what are these people like what are the how do you do it you know and it has to be a pre-approved message that the rcmp make and then someone else has to do it through, like, the emergency services thing. Yeah, I don't know. Because, again, clearly, like, the pathway to Twitter went forth and pathway to emergency alert didn't. So maybe they didn't have that set up for anything other than Amber Alerts yet. Um, I'm not sure. I think it, it obviously would have helped in this situation. There's no question about that. But, like... I don't know. I just I just really feel bad for the RCMP right now with all these people like saying that because I'm sure they're rethinking over and over again the million things they would have done differently to preserve the lives of everybody in those communities and their own. And could they have done better? Like maybe like the same way looking back on anything you do in your life, you're like, oh, I think I could have done this. But like. But that's exactly how change happens. You like the no, the police, I get that. The, the it's just like it's just sad right now for them to be like slammed by everyone. I'm like, fuck these people. Just like gun battled a maniac and had to deal with like all of these fucking dead people in their community that they probably knew them all. Like it's just sad. 
Yeah, you can you can say like this. I'm sure they're working on fixing this. I'm sure next time this won't happen or it better not. Um, but yeah, I have seen people like speculate maybe there was something nefarious going on. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll, more will probably come out soon. But um, this also opened up like the next iteration of the gun debate. We don't know yet what he what weapon he used, correct? They, they have uh, a list of weapons that he had access to. And it, mm-hmm. it was rather extensive just in terms of like handguns, rifles, I think they found three guns access on to him, in case, right? in case Sorry, he had access to like he Yeah, that them? he could have potentially used. And again, he got the handgun from the police officer. Um but again, that seems like one of those situations they haven't really released the information yet. But of course, people have already moved to the gun debate. I, I know we talked about this many episodes again, but again, if, if the handgun was used and we don't know, it's another one of those things that gun control wouldn't have really fixed that. Um, not, I, But I don't have a hard stance on that topic, but... Yeah, I don't think there's enough information right now to really know what happened because they're saying that he didn't have gun licenses and obviously, like had guns but it could be like completely illegal or he could have just like stolen it from a neighbor or someone could have got it for him or something you know like you never really know until the information yeah um just like did did say he's gonna bag, so i don't know why i mean there was a lot a going on there right it was a very complicated like just in terms of the rcmp uniform and the cop car like uh, in and of itself clearly he had a pretty strong determination to do this um Justin Trudeau is going to, he's at least talked about introducing an assault weapons ban. Um, and again, like that sounds great, but I didn't know this until recently. There is actually no like hard definition of what an assault weapon is. Basically, like the way I think of it is it's one of those guns that goes like it, it can fire very rapidly, obviously, because then that does the mass damage. But Even those that are already reminds like, me of the gun club in L.A. we visited. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Trauma. You, you, um, so you can't like procure guns that do that um, in Canada. So that's already like not a thing. I think um, he also this guy, the Nova Scotia gunman he, in the past, too, he also had um, he was banned from having any firearms because of a court case he had. So I think if you ever in your life are banned from having firearms, that can definitely happen again. So you should probably just be banned for fucking life. <laughs> like, but yeah, he there were court records saying that he had to receive counseling for anger management because he pleaded guilty to an assault in Halifax in 2001. He like apparently he sauntered out of his creepy ass Sweeney Todd denture clinic uh, drunk as fuck came up to this 15 year old kid on the road like waiting for a bus and like asked him something and the kid was like oh weird and then started walking away and then the guy and then he fucking punched him in the back of the head he's clearly not like, right in the fucked. head and everyone everyone needs to see this fucking place where he worked um yeah, it's truly as, as jenna identified Instagram. it is what what is it like the the hell zone <laughs> The, the place where evil was born. Yes, I yes. said. He that's sold. Exactly what did he sell? Dentures. He was a dentist. He's a dentist. Yeah, the denture clinic. And his his logo or his sign is made into a smile, but it's such a disturbing. It's like a carnival, like, like an evil carnival yeah. smile. Yeah. I, really, I read a, in hindsight, it's it's clear <laughs> that something was wrong with him. I read a few stories too that um. He was like kind of a con man and even with people in his own family and other people in his community, he um, I I know there was an example of one guy who was trying to pay off his mortgage or something. And then he was like, 
oh, I'll take over your mortgage for you and then you can still live in the house and then just pay me an extra $10,000 because I did this for you or something. And then the guy went to go home one day and the police were just at his house being like, no, the shooter like owns your home now. And apparently he did that to like several other people and was just like a shady as fuck piece of shit. Yeah, he did like weird financial crimes. Yeah. I was like, because it was like what we just found out some more shit about the killer. And I was like, oh God, what is it going to be? And then it was like this weird like fraud shit. I was like, what the fuck? Um, I guess maybe he was like some sort of psychopath or something. uh, A couple other things that this shooting brought up in regards to the media. So there were two things. Um, Mark Gollum wrote an article in the CBC and he was talking about when the media circulates uh, speculation, speculation surrounding motives in mass shootings. And it raises the question, is it good for the public or not good for the public? Um, yeah, to, to basically talk about him. What do you guys think about basically everything you've read? the way they've been reporting it, do you think that they've talked too much about like him as a person and does it glorify him? And do you think this could spur, you know, future problems? I I do take issue with how the media does portray killers and generally focuses on the killer because that's the more sensational aspect often. But I do see a a pretty big push towards trying to talk about the victims more. Mm -hmm. Um, That being said, I don't know how easy it is to control that narrative because that is what gets people you know, that's what gets viewers for news stations, which is awful. But how much control do they have over stopping them from doing that? I also just like on a personal level, if you're hearing a story about some crazy guy who shot a bunch of people, I kind of want to know about that fucking guy. Like, why did he do but, this? But, like, what's okay, the to be honest, and That's where like the issue comes in because it's like sensationalizing him because that's the more but do you think but do you think they were sensationalizing i think it's just like why did he do this it's for motive purposes but so yeah i agree with that i think there definitely has been sensationalization in the past but i think that there has been a concerted effort by the media to balance the interests of telling the public what happened which this is news and news needs to be reported it needs to be reported responsibly like yeah if they're like fucking killer and like put post some badass pic of him with like a gun or some shit like that would be fucked up but like in terms of like who was this guy and like you know what factors might have led to this i think that's legit i think i think it is um but it's like we already know why matt the majority of mass shooters do these things like they're always typically like angry emotionally unstable men most of the time who are like seeking revenge um because they've been like rejected or humiliated by society and like they may be like loner um outcasts like you can almost attribute that or at least a couple of those factors to a lot of the mass shootings that have happened like worldwide and what mark Gollum was getting at was talking about how um he mentioned that there's a psychiatrist, Dr. James Knoll, who thinks that by constantly talking about these things that we basically already know, it's giving copycats more to identify with and encouraging them to, um, after reading about the another shooter's motives, perhaps being like, oh, I feel like that too. And I identify with that. Well, and- again, I, I think that it care needs to be taken to not glorify the killer like in terms of portraying him as like some loser denturist I think that that's fine um I did read a paper by some researchers with some suggestions on how to do that like again how to report without sensationalizing they talked about not naming them don't repeat the story too frequently um don't provide step-by-step descriptions of the methods limit the use of photographs and videos um 
Oh, that was for, sorry, that was for suicide. So, because uh, suicide, writing about them in the media does lead usually to like uh, contagion. Um, but so they were saying maybe we can take these principles and try to apply them to the way we report about mass shootings. But I also think like knowing the person's history, like I don't care too much about the name, like it's nice to know, but knowing about the person's history also sheds light on certain things that triggered their anger or whatever. So for instance, this one, we're talking about the gun debate again. We're talking about domestic violence again. And if we're talking about that sort of stuff because somebody did something heinous, then I feel like that would kind of push people more so in the direction to create like policy on that sort of stuff in the future or sway things in the future, knowing about his past and what we could have done differently to perhaps prevent this through those things. I agree that it's important to to find out his motive as in any crime. But I think the issue is more how the media reports it. Do you need to know right away that information as a, as a viewer of the media that doesn't live over there? Like there, eventually, of course, that's going to be important in order to determine what happened. But to just report it in the media is I don't think that's why they're doing it. And that doesn't seem to be their approach that like, oh, we're just telling you all this juicy information so that we can prevent it in the future. It's but again, what's well, in this case? Sorry, in this case, what do you mean by juicy information? Is there anything you read that you feel was maybe leaning on the irresponsible side? I, I, I honestly, with regards to this situation, not at all. And I'm, I'm more just like playing the devil's advocate on the side that I think the media generally does a bad job at that. But I have like I said, originally have seen a push more to stop doing that. So I think they're aware of it. Um, but in general, just in response to what Ainsley said, I do agree that motive is important. It's just that is it important at that time to... Yeah, for the to, general it's more, public. It's more the speculation that's the issue, I think. Yeah. Particularly well, when that, race and everything comes into play. That was one uh, point made by a journalist. She said when you don't report a lot of crazy shit gets said so it's also important to tell people what's going on so that people aren't like making up wild stories that could also cause problems did yeah. you guys notice um i this was just something i was thinking of um how it was interesting that this crazy huge story like ainsley mentioned it's the biggest mass shooting in canadian history did you see did you notice to me i noticed that it was uh would have been much bigger news, obviously, outside of COVID. I feel like there isn't actually that much uh, in the news about it. Or sorry, at least in social media. I said that way weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've noticed. You haven't been talking about it on yeah, social media? Like, even um, I was talking to my friend from another, like, neighboring country. They hadn't heard of it. And it would generally be something that people would at least have heard about. Because the, wondering... the queen even made an address towards it. Oh, I, I know, like, the Queen, of course, is going to be aware it <laughs> happened. I just meant, like, it just seems to be, like, le less big news, basically, than it would have been. Oh, I've seen it everywhere know, on everything. Like, that's because that's the only thing that's fucking happening right now besides COVID. Like, I've seen it. Everybody's talking about it. But I'm I only on reading, Instagram and on the news, so like that. I was actually, when I was reading about this, I was trying to learn a little bit more about other mass shootings in Canada. And there was like one in 2017 in Edmonton, and I had no idea. Me neither. So I don't know. I guess it might just be like a, a fluke of like, did you guys know about that one? Am I an idiot? Mm -hmm. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, just like I an, an entire mass shooting. I just <laughs> yeah. was like, oh. Those ideas can be mutually exclusive. Well, how many people died in the Edmonton one? Was it like nine people or something? Yeah, it was like under under 10. I think it was like seven or remember. nine. I can't remember. Yeah, maybe that's... 
but yeah, like in terms of reporting standards, um, some people were saying that they were kind of going easy on him, maybe because he was like a white man. And I didn't again, see that. I, I don't personally see that for this either. Definitely in the past, there's been issues with reporting when it comes to this stuff. But I think I think things have gotten a lot better. And there was like this one article where they talked a little bit about it. They 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 pulled one Twitter headline. It wasn't even the headline of the article, the actual article. It was just like the shortened form, and it said like denturist was. So it was something about him being a denturist. And he um, was denturist um, killed. He was a cop. Uh, what was it? Not. Um, I had a passion for policing or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he was like a cop memorabilist or some shit like that. It's so anyway, they, they, again, it like it like really blew up and people went nuts for it. Uh, and I'm okay, like, look, this Nova is Nova Scotia mass shooter was a denturist with an obsession for policing. Oh my god, yeah. that's so embarrassing. So yeah, like not ideal, but like it was one headline out of dozens and dozens and dozens that I saw. And and in this article too, I, I want to know what you guys think about this. She was saying um, when they talk about uh, people of color, they'll say, oh, this person was homeless. They were suffering from addiction. They were a runaway and were, and so they're describing them by their perceived faults. Whereas with these guys, it's always like, oh, he was a dentist or he was a football player or something. But well, I'm like, for me, like that puts my sympathy with the former. And then with this guy, it's like, well, he's he was like a he has no totally, excuse kind of thing. Yeah, I yeah have, like I, I was like I don't really that, read it that. I have noticed that with the race thing, though. Like definitely, like killers will a lot of white male killers, especially, will be in the newspaper like hugging their children, and the title is like nice guy suddenly snapped or something. And then with like say a black murderer, it'll literally be like a mug shot from one of his past crimes. It's like this guy also has a family. This guy probably also snapped. You know, like. I know they've had issues in the past with um, I've heard this criticism that if it's a white murderer or a, a white man that does the shooting, they'll attribute it to his individuality and the things that happened to him, etc. Where often if it if it was um, a different race or religion based terrorism attack in the past, then they've attributed it to the religion or the race. But it, but again, like I think that when it's attributed to something else and also i don't know if i agree with that because like the new white like the the stereotype of a shooter right now is a white guy <laughs> it's like a yeah. young white guy like in a trench coat um, and I, also I if you look at the boston to, bomb to the terror to, to terrorism and the t- terrorist attacks in the past mm. yeah but again that's complicated because it's like and we can get into this in, in, in a second like uh, terrorism has a very specific definition and, and so like if it's not politically motivated and backed by a group that has been identified as terrorism then you might not want to call it terrorism even though it's still fucked up and heinous um and even like like with in terms of glorification or whatever look at the boston bombers like they were on the cover of rolling stone he looked like a fucking chick magnet like I just think like there's 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 um plenty of shit to go around and I think people when something like this happens people want to draw narratives and I'm getting actually, I'm just getting tired of it. And I'm just like, when you think about it, it's like, is it really like this? Like, I don't know. Yeah, on, but, the, on but this situation, of- I haven't noticed anything particularly harmful, personally. But I, I was more drawing on, like, past issues where I guess yeah, they're, they're no. more likely to, like, speculate that it was terrorism if it wasn't a white guy. So, like, by this point, people would be assuming this guy was a terrorist if he wasn't white. Yeah, that's true. 
I, I, there was the, the van attack in Toronto not too long ago too. And I think people wanted to call that terrorism, but he was with the, he, he identified as an incel, I guess. Yeah. And he said he was doing it for inceldom, but incels aren't like a, a recognized political group. So this article was interesting about it. He said, the reason you want to be, be careful with that is because there's different things that cops are allowed to do when something is speculated to be motivated by terrorism. Um, and also like terrorism offenses uh, will augment the prison sentence of someone accused of plotting a terrorism offense. And that's usually not an issue in cases like these where these guys are locked up for life um, anyway. But um, I don't know. I just, I just thought that was interesting. And then it's when people say, well, we need to call this terrorism too. It's like, I mean, I don't know, like, sure. Like it invokes terror, but like, is mm -hmm. it technically terrorism? No. Like if you want to be like a little, a little asshole about it, but legally, it. legally it definitely <laughs> isn't. So I think too. whenever terrorism is used, it is always attributed to like the other. So someone who isn't white, um, regardless of like the crime. Yeah, that's kind of what I meant. And you said it in much more succinct terms. <laughs> yeah, this is still like a developing story, right? So I'm sure we'll get a lot more in the next coming days. Just because we're in a health crisis doesn't mean we can neglect the environmental crisis. Ooh, said, yeah. On the day the after man. Earth Day, no less. <laughs> I was so confused <laughs> when Earth man. Day was trending. I was like, didn't this already happen? Yeah, I thought we already discussed. Oh, it was Earth Hour. Yeah. Oh my God, there's yeah. two. God, that's so annoying. <laughs> Sonia. Just like everything that happens with the moon, Sonia. Actually, Sonia just it cheapens, Sonia doesn't it cheapens care about the impact. Nature. The earth doesn't exist. I said it here yeah. and I'd say it. It's she's not a, practical. She's a, she's a flat earther. It's just a giant parking lot and we're on it. If you don't endorse the hashtag Earth Day, you don't care about the environment. This just in. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> All right. What's going on with this? Um, so pretty much the CAPP, which is the Canadian Association of Petroleum Producers, sent a 13 page long request, which was leaked. Um, which is why the news got a hold of it, to the Federal Natural Resources Minister and seven other cabinet members asking for the government to consider suspending a bunch of environmental laws and regulations as a result of the pandemic. Um, so a lot of what they were asking to be suspended are pretty basic pollution and environmental impact assessments. So they're pretty much asking for a free pass for the oil and gas industry to operate in whatever way it wants, regardless of the consequences right now. And one of the requests is to delay plans for a law that would protect Indigenous rights, and another is to delay Canada's plans to fight climate change. So it's pretty dicey that they did that, and bless their it hearts got for leaked. trying. <laughs> and yeah, and it's like the oil and gas industry in Alberta right now is absolutely tanking, and a lot of people have lost their jobs, and investors are pretty much fucking screwed. So they thought they would just write this letter and be like, "Oh, can we just do whatever the fuck we want?" It's like. <laughs> Yeah, oil prices are so, or gas prices are so low, and me and Sean were like, sweep. And then we were like, oh, wait, we're not driving anymore, yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't help us at all. That's why they're low. <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. and like, Trude <laughs> um, when Trudeau was questioned about this, too, he was like, okay, obviously we're not doing all this stuff, but he is giving like $1.7 billion bailout, essentially, commitment to the oil and gas industry to clean up orphaned wells in Alberta, which... 
It's interesting because cleanup would have been brought up in an environmental impact assessment and there would have been money and resources already put into the cleanup by the industry itself. So for them to ask for a pass on that and our government giving them a bailout for the cleanup kind of looks like they are not taking the whole like polluter pays principle seriously from my perspective. Mm -hmm. They're just going to keep fucking doing whatever they want and like asking to do whatever they want. Yeah, some of them seem like they're not, like, if it was related to corona specifically, like, just in terms of, like, making sure not too many people lose their jobs and stuff, I would get that. Yeah. But I, I read Mon- Monique Dubé, Dube, fuck, sorry, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, D-U-B-E, Dube. I feel like I'm missing Dube. an accent. Hashtag goo. 420. <laughs> Which one is accente goo, accente gras? Accente gras is the one, that. like, from bottom left to top right. Okay. So uh, she believed it was reasonable to suspend some reporting and auditing requirements due to the crisis, but these other policies that are totally unrelated to the crisis, it does not make sense. <laughs> yeah, it's just bizarre. Through. It's like, why do you want to stop a law protecting uh, like indigenous people's rights? Like, what does that mean? why is that just in terms of like having them have to consult with them first or what, i think you know, so what specifically yeah it's pretty they're... much that like they're trying to get a lot like obviously because um like with undrp which is like the united nations declaration on the rights of indigenous peoples like it's not like it was signed by all the nations of the un but it's not like an actual law so if you do something that goes against that like you're not going to be legally punished for it you're going to be like massively shamed like all international laws yeah. basically but there is They're a push like, especially in, in bc right now that they want to make undrp like an actual law so that and one of the components of that is like the consultation process and stuff like this that you have to consult with indigenous peoples if like you want anything to happen on their land or if they're involved in any way so i think that like i don't know if this law was related to that but it definitely like in the long run would be so I, I don't understand why they would want... Like, well, I do understand because they just want to take the shortcuts right now so they can get their industry, like, jump-started again, I guess. But Well, it bears out Cl- Naomi Klein's shock doctrine hypothesis as we continue. I feel like it like, comes up every episode. <laughs> Naomi Klein! <laughs> well, right now, well, we're in a crisis, <laughs> it's so true, it's, it's they're doing what they uh, are have been purported Is to do. Is this disaster capitalism? Uh, you- yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about Elizabeth May's... Um, she said, "We yes, long term, we should be trying to get off oil, but right now we should our priority should be getting off foreign oil and like keeping it domestic." I don't know. Like I, I'm like a huge criticizer of the oil and gas industry, so I'm not really the best person to ask what I think about that because I'll be like, I guess as the first step, it might be good to get off foreign producers, but I don't know. It's hard to say. Because it's like there, I've read a few articles too on people saying that like perhaps this is a good time for the government to put forward a transition plan away from fossil fuels because that industry is fucking tanking right now. Instead of giving $1.7 billion to them to clean up orphan wells, which is a good thing for the environment, but it's like, hmm. I saw someone characterize so the oil prices are low because of this shit but also because Russia and Saudi Arabia are like in um, uh, oil war or whatever <laughs> oil wars um, but so they called them two bald men fighting over a comb that's beautiful I don't understand I don't get it. <laughs> can you explain that analogy to me anyone <laughs> okay they're bald so they don't need a comb so they're 
fighting over it. I don't know. It's like something that they want, so they want that hair, they can't but they use can't it. have it. Hmm. <laughs> Think on that. Reflect. <laughs> it's like it wanting oh, uh, wanting everything, even though it's not a necessity. Perhaps. Hmm. But it um, is. I, a- I don't know. Just. um i have a stupid question you know how it's been like unseasonably cold recently yeah could that possibly be because carbon emissions suddenly just like tanked in the world and then like it just made everything colder all of a sudden um it wouldn't it wouldn't instantly have that impact um the unseasonably cold thing is a result of climate change, though. So it is like that's a reason for it. But the drop in CO2, you wouldn't see like really direct super changes in the atmosphere and in like climatic weather events for a while. Like it wouldn't be. Immediate. Oh, OK. I thought <laughs> last year it was still snowing at this time, too. I know that's a change from the past, but I don't find it. It's still April. No, Sean and I were looking it up. It's it's much colder than it normally is right now. I, it obviously could just be like literally for a billion reasons, including just normal fluctuations. I just was like, hmm, maybe, <laughs> maybe, ev- maybe all the carbon just because that I feel like that could have an effect. Like literally, the entire world is on vacation right Sonia, now. Sonia, you should put that not, out not there vacation. and spread misinformation about your conspiracy yeah, theory. Yeah, you should do it fake news, do and then it. I'll get fucking thrown in jail if Trudeau has anything to say about it. <laughs> So Backward. he wants to. <laughs> Jenna Jenna lobbed it, and I just. Yeah, that was a good one. Boom. I hate Except we, um, we ruined it by drawing yeah. attention. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, who wrote Mr. Phil and Dr. Oz in this, and why? I knew, I knew you were gonna say that out loud on the podcast when I wrote it. <laughs> I have my reasons. It was a reminder. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So what do you think about this? Someone but, uh, said that Trudeau is open to, open to perhaps creating some sort of legislation to deal with people spreading misinformation about coronavirus. So. I like it. Cause fuck conspiracy theorists. Yeah. I'm just, the, the implementation of that is what gets me, because I'm like, how the fuck are you going to be able to do this? Like, no, and like, where where do you draw the line? Also, I saw that someone was calling this also an infodemic. Loved it. Oh. But, <laughs> but anyway, we, we are living in like a, a post-truth age, right? So like, we no one actually really knows, and information is almost always blurred, but... What do we mean? What do people mean by that? I've heard that a million times, and it, yeah, I don't know what people mean by like, that. Like, we're we're living in an information age, yet I I think that we're the most, like, the least informed we've ever been. Like, we don't care as much about how sp- accurate the facts are. It's more that we're indifferent to them and to evidence and like logical reasoning, and that. Do you think that? I feel like we're like, if anything, it's the opposite. People are like hyper rational. Like that's the whole neoliberal theory, right? No, and but they're not. Obviously, but everyone has a different idea of how to evaluate evidence. But everyone thinks that I don't think people are indifferent. I think people care too much, and that's why they get invested in a certain narrative. I think people and think yeah, that but they're at the same experts, time, though, and they yes. don't know what the fuck they're talking about. But they all think they're experts. They're like, yeah, yeah. I know everything about fucking coniferous trees. And it's like what Ontario. we talk about with like slacktivism, like, and that's exactly like the neoliberal liberal logic is that they think that they're being extremely rational when they aren't being rational at all because yeah, they, they're not they critically like they're not critically thinking like i know about it. 
Because of the ease of access to information, basically. Yes. Mm. Um, yeah, I know. So what what could be done, though? Because, like, so you've got... Most of the time, this stuff proliferates on social media, right? I've actually seen, like... Sean pointed this out to me because he he has this guy on Facebook who's kind of like a whack job and we he's like that guy who we like will laugh at his posts or whatever and he said something once and it got flagged by Facebook and it was like please be aware that this is like the actual article like this refers to this article and I guess it like automatically tagged <laughs> the article he was referring to so people I guess could like read Verify. it automatically yeah or something like that yeah, and I was I've just like whoa a few times. like Facebook will tell you if it's an unverified article that's kind of cool oh yeah. unverified article or like it's a it's coming from a like non-trusted source? source yeah so I, I'm sure it doesn't catch it every time but I've seen that quite a few times when people link an article it'll be like please be aware of this like I guess that specific article so sorry like not to be pedantic but like what's a trusted source I don't know if it I honestly don't know what the algorithm is but it might be if that particular article was flagged and it's generally oh, true, like true. a very it's very obviously spreading false information right, right. like it has to cross like a line yeah. like many meters over yeah. before that they would I wonder if there is some sort of like hierarchical system on the internet too that classifies every single website and every single page into like questionable or like legit you know and well and also a big part of this is intent determining intent right like because mm. they're like if you're intentionally spreading false information because obviously if your aunt is just like <laughs> i think salt would be a salt a high salt diet will help and it's false it's like you fuck you you're going to facebook <laughs> going jail, to jail bitch <laughs> I, yeah I think uh, but like intent how do you measure intent like with scammers we already have stuff in place for scammers that don't fucking work because i get a goddamn scam call literally every fucking week from every country on the planet yeah um, but like, it, yeah, I guess, I, I guess it even having the law could be a deterrent though. Yeah, that's true. But the thing is, fine. is it, yeah, thousand, like thousand dollar fine for being a dumbass. <laughs> where will the line be cr- drawn though? So obviously with Corona, it's like ridiculous when people are putting out these conspiracy theories and they're coming out and with like all of this misinformation, but like herbs to use after this, like emergency state is over. It's like what we were talking about with the cell phone tracking thing. Um, would this power be wielded and continue on? And I would have a big problem with like the press and the state working together and big tech also working together to be apparently fact checking, uh, different articles oh. and information that's being put out and yeah oh yeah it's it's hugely problematic like i i, I also just like I, I saw one the article talking about this posted like infotagen which is like a fact-checking website yeah all these fucking fact-checking websites are fucking stupid no one who believes that corona was started like on mars or whatever is gonna go to your fact-checking website and be like oh you're right sorry like it's always fucking smug liberals who are like see and it's like but you already knew that and like it's not it doesn't seem like like I just went to infotagion here's the shit fact check can a televangelist cure COVID-19 <laughs> no one who believes in that shit is gonna read this and go oh thank you sir now I realize that Imagine this like, man is not imbued it, with the powers could, of God like, inform the person arguing with them to to spread that information. I think it's hugely missing the point of like the cause of this stuff, which is the death of like credibility 
of like like people don't trust experts and there's really complex deep-rooted reasons for that that's not just like here look at this information like trust us this time like these people are wrong don't get me wrong but like I can't help but feel a little sorry for them because experts do get it wrong all the fucking time they fuck us hard then they fuck us frequently and then I'm supposed to be like (laughs) they're the fuckers and we're the fucked they fuck us hard (laughs) and they fuck us frequently episode title <laughs> I just mean like I I just I can't help but feel a little sorry for them because like not the not the malicious people don't get me wrong people who are like spreading it in misinformation yeah. or doing it for like malicious purposes to try to like uh foster hatred and shit like fuck them but just like retarded people who are like oh like who think the wrong things or who aren't like educated or who don't know like I don't know or or, or they have something against like the experts because again like I said they really do get it wrong all the fucking time um, the reason in our document I wrote Mr. Phil and Dr. Oz, just, just kind of like tangentially, this isn't Canadian, that is but the um, so title. both Dr. Phil and Dr. Oz, obviously like celebrity quote unquote doctors, um, made pretty wild claims about coronavirus on TV. Um, obviously, the issue is neither of those people are qualified really to be the person talking about it in the first place. Specifically, Dr. Phil has a PhD and he's not even a licensed psychologist. Um, like, uh, so, anyways, uh, mm-hmm. he, he basically compared he, his argument was very like apples to oranges, they say. And like he, he, he drew attention to the deaths by cigarettes and swimming pool deaths. And he got the fact, or sorry, the statistic for that off by like, factor of a hundred or something anyways so uh he's making these wild claims and fucking so sorry was he saying was he saying that corona is not a big deal yes yes he's comparing it to influenza etc he has since gone back on that but quite the the bigger issue is that why were why are these people being called in to testify on coronavirus in the first (laughs) place and dr oz his was actually almost so bad it's funny um he was he was pushing for the reopening of schools and he said uh, at the cost of two to three percent mortality rate in children he said that was that was okay and people Ooh, were like, You're, like he, he, he couldn't have said a more damning thing like two to three percent of children should die so we can reopen schools as long as it's the two or three percent bad ones yeah exactly and anyways both those people have gone back on it but there's obviously and pe- the, the mr phil is people have been calling him mr phil kind of in response to that he's not really oh, a doctor i uh, get it now um, so like wow. kind of to discredit him but um of course um in terms of what we were just talking about about those should those people be punished for that um i'm kind of leaning towards yes particularly if you're standing behind a title but there's no intent there like i mean i I believe they should be socially punished like if you have that (laughs) if you have um that sort of uh because like uh, this article uh, talking about this actually mentioned like health minister patty haidu was um dis- he, he uses this example was dismissive of, of the fact that china was under reporting deaths and then it turned out that they were and it's like okay so is she spreading disinformation right, yeah. type of thing like like every people or or t- uh dr Dr. Tam, who at the using the best evidence at the time was saying, don't bother with masks. And then everyone's like, oh, fuck, everyone just fucking slap those suckers on your face. You know, like, again, I, 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 I don't believe that in those cases it was malicious, but I feel like probably with fucking Mr. Phil and Oz, it probably wasn't intentional <laughs> either. Phil um, even though it is problematic, obviously that they have like a platform to, to yeah, spout shit like, if where, they don't know shit. Where is the line and how yeah, do you figure that out? True. How do you bring it to court? How do you fight it? Like, Could there it's be just so... 
so much gray area. Potentially fines for networks that are going to host things that they can kind of prove. They're using someone like Dr. Oz to gain viewers. I mean, I don't know if you can really prove that, but I mean, that seems more malicious to me than than using Dr. Tam, of course, who was using the best evidence at the time. But again, yeah, I agree. That's a very hard thing to really punish. Fake news. But, but we don't like it. I'd we like, don't like it. I'd like all the fucking conspiracy theorists on my Facebook to be incarcerated for their wrongs, but I know that's not a possibility. <laughs> What's no. the best conspiracy theory you've heard about this? I haven't heard much. Like, I guess I don't. I I, I haven't been blessed to know too many conspiracy theorists, but my favorite is the cell phone tower one. Oh, the 5G network? The wireless signals? What's yeah, up with that? that? They think that those caused it? Yeah, they, yeah. they fuck like, with the even cells like the... in our bodies. Or it makes it oh. harder to recover from it or something. Whoa. I don't know. It's very funny. <laughs> I don't know. I, I see a lot of them. Uh, what's the one I see? What's the one regarding Bill Gates? That's a big one. Oh, I don't, that, he, I don't. that he invested in like this company, like something ID. So when there is a coronavirus vaccine, um, they want to put like little cells in the vaccine and inject them into people so they can trace them and shit. <laughs> they said Bill Gates is going to do well, that? Well, he's invested in the company and like a bunch yeah. of other like... I think, like, Bill Clinton and shit, too, have invested in this giant, All the bills. like, the bills. fucking mega company that's, like, obviously trying to fight to, like, bring vaccines and stuff, but they're also developing and want to put in place this, like, ID technology that inserts a cell into your kid through vaccination. And it's, like, it's, wait, like, this would... That does sound evil. It does, yeah, but it's, wait like... wait a minute! <laughs> but it's, like, but it's not, it's not, like, behind your back. It's, like, an option, you know what I mean? It's not, like, people are, like, oh, my God, everything's going crazy. 1984 and it's like you're not gonna walk into a doctor's office turn your head and some guy's gonna slip your fucking little baby an id thing in its body like why not they do it with vaccines Easy, I, say I no actually... more you have convinced me <laughs> i recently I, I read that there has been like an all-time low of parents getting their uh kids vaccinated for measles and stuff so maybe we're gonna see an increase in that because of coronavirus yeah. or just yeah. like recently lately? Is, is that because of, oh, well, no one's going, no one's it, going to the doctor. Though. No, that's exactly it. That is why. Oh. <laughs> it, there's oh, no yeah, conspiracy so here. It's <laughs> this is fact <laughs> from the source. Um, Jenna APA format 2020. <laughs> well, yeah, they're, they're, I, I read that they're worried about that. They're like, uh, we have a suspiciously low amount of like heart attacks coming in. Like this isn't going to be good. There, there was we're um, gonna just like fucking. There was a big hashtag, a big one. <laughs> Not a a big one. boy. <laughs> There's a big boy hashtag going around, uh, and it was it was like film your hospital, and it was the conspiracy theorist saying it wasn't real, and they were like, go into your hospital, and you'll see that there's no one in the wait rooms, and like it's all a hoax. Oh, um, oh, I'll read you guys. I had a, I actually saved a picture. I screenshot one of my favorite quote or my favorite statuses about the. Do you guys um follow follow the guy All Gas No Breaks? He's on Instagram no. and stuff. He does, like, funny interviews with, like, cr fucking crazy people on, like, the Vegas Strip and stuff. But he just, like, sent out a video on Instagram today. And it was 
just him in California because they had one of the like end the lockdown protests in California and it's just mm-hmm. like so many fucking crazy people and the one guy's walking up to people being like just cough in my face see nothing happens and you're like wow you're really understanding this he's like there was he's a like couple? I never use hand sanitizer and I've never washed my hands in my life I eat raw meat and I eat raw eggs and I'm fucking fine <laughs> it's like Damn, uh, that's, that's lucky that's brother like, <laughs> um, yeah there was a couple of people who like were doing that shit and then they died from coronavirus virus and yeah. everyone was like haha you stupid fucking <laughs> piece of shit i was like you f- fuck off man like have a little like i don't i don't get going there like uh, i like i mean and they learned their lesson like we don't yeah, need they, to be uh, like <laughs> use compassion yeah. be like see show this us. is why we're not trying to get you we're not doing yeah. the bill gates chip thing we're literally just show us the pick everyone from dying oh, I, I just took a screenshot so this guy posted this does anyone in my friend list directly know someone who has been hospitalized or died from covid19 please comment share this post and let's find out how accurate the statistics are <laughs> oh. <laughs> on facebook too it's like yes because yeah. everybody will see this that's a very accurate representation yeah. of the population like you fucking twit that's, but didn't that's how you find us i think we should have a generic <laughs> name for this type of person just like a karen you know oh, oh, like like a Tony. There's fact checker. this no. guy's Zach? name is phil no. so we could go it's with phil. that it's phil <laughs> no i'm not i'm not feeling phil like a it's philosophical be more like, like brandon and his, his profile picture is a truck i think brandon, i think an I'm old brandon. white guy name would be good yeah, because I it's gener- it's often like these like steven steve yeah Steve. Gus. Steve. Steve. Yes. Right. Fucking Sorry, Steve. Steves, who are not that, but we're coming for your name. Yeah. No name is safe. All <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> I guess it's time for our absolute unit of the week. Very exciting. This is so the first sweet. unit um, that I'm presenting to the group. Now, I actually have to show you a photo in order for this to be as good as it is, <laughs> but the absolute unit we have for this week is Prickles the sheep. It was a little lamb who disappeared during a devastating Australian bushfire seven years ago, and she has returned home to her Tasmanian farm as a massive and fluffy sheep. And this, <laughs> the sheep farmer said she's quite a sight to behold, and she's quite glorious. So she's genuinely this, this like... She's this humongous... Is this like the same kind of thing as that one in Scotland, too? Um, I'm not sure, but here, I'll show you or guys a photo. Or is it just the same one in general? Oh my god. Oh goodness. yeah, yeah. <laughs> she she is a glorious sheep she's a she's an beast. absolute unit. Um oh my so god, anyway, she is. The family was very very excited to see her come home. Um they also so a, another reason not only physically she's an absolute unit but she's also a unit for efforts against COVID. Um the family scheduled prickles to be shorn on May 1st. And in the meantime, they're holding a fundraising contest where people can make a donation and guess the weight of her wool. And then the proceeds are going to the United Nations <laughs> Refugee Agency to help people in refugee camps impacted by COVID-19. So that's amazing. There you have like it. Your... I just, I feel like you should have just said, this is the absolute last. unit and just put it up there and just, yeah, <laughs> oh, and that's it. Just, we would have been like, gaze, yes, gaze on that beauty. Uh, <laughs> So Love anyway, it. that I, I also love sheep, so I'm very content with this one. Uh, yeah. What an absolute yeah. unit. Look at the size Both of that physically unit. Physically and spiritually. Spiritually. <laughs> uh, so also for our listeners, if you do have an absolute unit that you think is worthy of mentioning, uh, 
please let us know. You can contact us via Instagram at Terry Foxy Ladies. Uh, we also have Twitter. And uh, please visit our website at terryfoxypodcast.com. We do have a support Canadian content button. And uh, if you would like to support us, please do. Uh, more importantly, with any money that we do receive, we'll be putting it toward our Get Howie Mandel on the pod fund. So uh, <laughs> there you go. Everyone's laughing at me because I was very nervous to do this donation plug. And I am very nervous. I don't know if you can oh, tell in my really, voice. You're really nervous to meet Howie Mandel. Yeah. She's I so just, nervous to meet Howie Mandel. I just, I, you're I, I really, reluctant to make it happen. I just, I want Howie on here so Don't badly. be afraid of success, Jenna. Yeah. Embrace it. I, guys, our listeners, we, I really want Howie on the show. So please. Please help us. Yeah. All right. Well, don't be posting any fake news, everyone. You fucking... Yeah. Uh, Steve's? I like Phil's. Both Phil's. are not great, but maybe <laughs> we can solicit the best name for that type yeah. of guy on Instagram. Yes. Be as sexist as you want. We've yeah. already decided yeah. it was a man. <laughs> you can't use it. I was going to say, you can't use any of our names. No. Hell no. Brayden, it's a Brayden. <laughs> a Brayden is a person who wears a white glove. <laughs> a fingerless Ew. white glove correction. <laughs> Fucking Brayden. Yeah. All right. Thanks. All right.